What was that smoochy thing? Oh, the smoochy? So it's yeah. a... So I just, I just stumbled upon a Vice article. Inside Smoochie, the sex work app described as Uber for escorts. Um, it was Vice, uh, this article's written by Jake Hall, went to the launch of the self-described next generation escort booking platform to see if it had sex workers' interests at heart. Where? <laughs> it was, this, this happened in London. Oh, I was gonna, in so London. it's legal in London. Legal, yeah. Because I know it's not here. It's legal in London. So the panel included porn stars, um, professors who are experts on sex, uh, sex, the sex industry in general, porn, Mm -hmm. uh, escorts, whatever, and um, other outside sources were on the panel as well. And over like the ninety minutes, they talked about um, the reality of porn, the reality of um, escorts and booking stuff like that. Um, and it talked about how the GPS tracking system was the most um, highlighted aspect of the app that's marketed because it, it's supposed to have the, the interests lie more in the hands of the escorts versus the customers and the patrons. The GPS tracking is so like, if, you know, anything, yeah. God forbid, crazy happens. Yeah. The GPS tracking for it. But I feel if, like if you're going to use something like that, but then again, you've had instances where like Uber or Lyft drivers aren't the the same person that the app shows that they are yeah i mean there's loopholes for all that kind of stuff yeah so that's why i think number one it's happening in the uk and not here and number two why i'm reading it on vice and not like new york times Mm. does vice have an (laughs) app does vice have an app i don't think so uh i'll bookmark their website i've always watched their youtube videos but i've never read a lot of their stuff they They always got cool stuff yeah Yeah. they have good content um like it's it's relevant news but it's nothing that you'd hear yeah yeah, Vice Media has an app, yeah. I'm going to dump And then Vice News has an app, and then Viceland has an app. I think that the... What's it called again? The... Smoochie? Smoochie. I think it's a good idea. To, I think to it's an safe. extent. Because the, it's going to happen anyways. Yeah. So I feel at least... I don't know. If, if you had something like Uber, where th- these are insured drivers, mm-hmm. um, don't you have to have like a pretty decent driving record to be yeah. an Uber certain, stuff like that you you know. the level, your car has to pass certain levels of inspection it's, I, I it's the at, same thing with like a needle exchange where if you set up the opportunity for a better program to be in place that people are going to take advantage of it because they know that they're going to still be able to do what they do but they're going to have a safer cleaner better not better but a, a better higher environment quality, than what higher they were experience i'll tell you like this there's a lot of industries like that that are emerging that are trying to become not just legal but just widely more accepted you have the marijuana industry you mm-hmm. have the sex escort uh industry you have gambling yeah that's becoming legal um slowly nationwide mm-hmm. um so those those couple industries right there is just prime examples of industries that are trying to um, through government, re- through first of all, government regulation, that's going to be the first thing. Federal laws, stuff like that. But then, second of all, they're going to become taxable. Yeah. Um, which is going to make the countries and the regions that adopt them more, more money, yeah. more profit, which should go back into the economy or back into the nation, fixing things such as uh, our infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Roads, bridges should be getting fixed if that kind of stuff is being heavily taxed. Yeah. You, 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 that's the. That's the utopia scenario for all that kind of stuff mm. is once those industries and markets become off the black market and go onto the regular market and can be exchanged on a stock exchange or whatever, yeah. that they'll become more regulated, safer, and taxable. Those yeah. are the three things that you want to see. 
we'll see if those things happen. Yeah. I think the sex industry should be the last thing that happens in America. Oh, definitely. It'll, but it'll, I think it'll go marijuana. Mm-hmm. It'll go... Um, what was the other one? It'll go marijuana. Um, I forgot the... What are the three that I named? I, I lost my train I can't even remember. Anyway, marijuana will be the first one. I, Gambling will be... A close second. I think those two will tie. They're kind of in parallel with each other right now because you have gambling with the sports betting that they're going to start at a lot of casinos. Yeah, well, it's kind of like marijuana and gambling are, are on the same level because you have certain places where it is fully legal. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Las Vegas. You have New Jersey now. Mm-hmm. You have uh, where else? Um, I think Massachusetts recently. could be wrong about that. Recently legalized sports betting, at least. Yeah. You know Not Massachusetts mean? sounds right. Yeah. Um, I, I think that with marijuana, though, it's going to be... It's either going to be within the next year or shortly after the election. Because I think that either Trump will try to push it to help himself in the next election. Popular votes. Or uh, assuming that we'll get... Uh, Democratic president and the majority of them seem like they're in favor of legalizing marijuana mm-hmm. nationwide. Um, it'll just happen shortly after. Like it'll be one of those things that they could just quickly um, bounce off as like an executive order when they get in the office. The thing I is, I think, think it'll, a lot of people would approve of that. I think I agree. I think it will happen, but I don't think it will happen quickly. And the only reason I say that is because pharmaceutical industry they run this country. They yeah, that's true. Are, when you look at the top earning like companies in the world. You have your Googles, you have your Apple and your Amazon. That's all fine and well. Those are the, the Hollywood ones, you know what I mean? But yeah. you look at really the rest of them, the top 20, they're all pharmaceutical medical companies. They run the world. They earn billion, hundreds of billions of dollars every single year. Yeah. And they have power in, 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 in Washington with lobbyists. They can mm-hmm. lobby for things to not get put in law. And that's how it's been for years. You know, they can, honestly, I really believe that they can kill people off that are in positions to put that stuff into law and yeah. they just have that kind of money that kind of influence so I think it'll be a little bit slower than people actually realistic, realistically think it'll be to put marijuana laws in place because mm-hmm. I just don't think those pharmaceutical companies are going to give up because think about marijuana not just marijuana and you know people all Cheech and Chong and whatever think about getting high but it as a drug and it as a medicine is powerful mm-hmm. It helps in so many areas. Stress relief, pain relief, um, mood stabilizer. It, it, it helps in just general. Mm. It's, <clears throat> we already know for years it's been used to treat um, <clears throat> excuse me, glaucoma. Cancer patients widely rave about it because it helps them with the... the it kills nausea. Mm. It's helped kids, children dealing with seizures, eradicate seizures. Like yep. it, It's a powerful drug. And pharmaceutical that scares the shit out of pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Because that's fucking profit sliced off of them. Once it's widely known that cannabis oil and and, and that kind of stuff can help kids yeah. with their seizures. Yeah. Once that's widely accepted, that cuts a nice slice out of the out of their out of their pockets. Yeah. And that's scary for them. Well, I was surprised when I saw that they were selling CBD at Wegmans. I mean, I know CBD is not really that big of a deal at all. Um, and I even thought. Because, you know, there's a stigma with all that stuff because um, people just aren't educated on it. So when I went to the register, I asked the girl, I took my license out. I was like, you're probably going to need to ID me for this, right? And she scanned it and she was like, no, I guess I don't. I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was surprised when I saw it at the store because 
I mean, seeing it. But in there's a, no hallucinogens in CBD. Oh no, not at all. But, but you would just think because of the stigma, the stigma and that white men just and, wouldn't yeah. be there. But when you look at drugs, and I'm not that I'm not educated at all with it. Um, but you have multiple types, different different brands, different companies make stuff, um, and it's all the same. You know, the, every box will say like Top Care stuff says compared to. Advil or compared yeah. to whatever. There's nothing to compare with CBD. But that's the thing, though, is people are so misinformed about all of it that they could they could make their own. Well, mm-hmm. not make their own, but manufacture their own, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a capsule or an oil or whatever method that they edible. You can feel put it work. in food. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing but about marijuana, too, is it's going to slip into... They could market it all the same way that they market all the other stuff that they, they make. They could if they really wanted to. You know what I mean? I think it's... I think it's a... I just think it's interesting um, the versatile... Like, versatile... The versatility of, of marijuana and the fact that it's not... People will always, when they say marijuana, first thing you think of, smoking, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many... I, I, I personally... Um, as far as CBD and marijuana, I, you know, it's helped me in the past with certain things, pain relief, things like that. Um, <clears throat> and there's so many ways to consume it. You eat gummy bears, rice, uh, rice krispie treats, anything. Uh, you can anything and everything. And it, it, it's just the versatility of it is going to be one of those things that um, is going to make it easier to spread throughout different generations people who don't really accept the smoking part but they still want the benefits of it you know what i mean it'll it'll all kind of help it'll all kind of help the spread and the popularity of it and the widespread acceptance of uh just the marijuana products and industry in general and take that kind of stigma away from it because you know i've worked with personally i've worked for two agencies two marketing agencies ad agencies so far mm-hmm. and i've had various um cannabis companies that i've worked with already and just generally good people, generally, you know, far from the stigma that people always think of, which I already yeah. knew, but it's just good to see that when you get to the higher levels of people who are actually making the decisions as far as marketing, yeah. as far as the direction of uh, where this whole thing is going. I think the movement's pretty cool. I can't say that I'm, like, a part of it, but I can say the fact that I've helped some campaigns launch and things like that that I've seen where it's going to really benefit a lot of people in the future. But, yeah. like I said, I think the pharmaceutical companies... I won't name any names because I think they have, uh, I think they have shooters. So I'm not gonna name, any, <laughs> I'm not gonna name any pharmaceutical companies. But I think they are gonna step in and make this process a lot slower. I, yeah, that's my prediction. They, they, they already are. have, but yeah, my yeah. prediction is that it's gonna be even slower than people think. Mm. What's the? I think that the same effect, you know, where um, PETA and people that are vegan, mm-hmm. uh, they try to push. You know, if, if you don't want to see this kind of stuff happen, like don't eat meat or stop buying meat or stop buying, you know, Canada goose where it's made from yeah. like fur from wolves or whatever. So, like if, if you took that same ideology and you applied it to, you know, get this instead of that, like this will mm-hmm. help you instead of, I don't know, instead of taking aspirin or whatever, mm-hmm. when you get a headache, yeah. take a few drops of a CBD oil. Yeah. Know? But I, I got, um, like gummy bears. Yeah. And they did work. I noticed that I came down from like a point that I was at after maybe like a half an hour. Yeah. But I'm still uh, trying to figure out what would be the proper dosage for someone that's my yeah. size. That's the thing. And that's, that's when, we're, when I'm sitting in meetings with, you know, the CEOs of these cannabis companies, that's the thing that is most important to them. 
is that people are recognizing because they recognize it. It's a drug. Mm-hmm. It's a drug. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's a fun drug. But it's a drug, and it needs to be dosed yeah. properly. Mm-hmm. It needs to be given out in the right way. And the only way that happens is if it comes off the black market, mm-hmm. it's no longer illegal, and people who are experts in that field can, when you walk into a dispensary, yeah. you tell them what you want and what your needs are. Hey, you see how tall and big I am. I can tell you how much I weigh. Yeah. I want it for pain. I want it for anxiety relief. I want mm. it for stress relief. I want it for mood stable. I want it for X, Y, Z, whatever. Yeah. They, if you ever go to the dispensary, those guys are experts and they can point out exactly the strain and exactly the right amount of strain for you personally. Yeah. But when you're buying from the dude who sells shit out of his apartment mm-hmm. and is just giving out, this is sativa and this is indica. Bro, the, hey, we've all been doing it, but when you want it for the right reasons, mm. not that recreation is wrong. Not no, no, that's not what I'm saying. Not at all. I'm not saying recreation is wrong, but I'm saying when you want it for the reasons that most people will want it for, mm. when they realize the benefits of it, you want someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. And you you want you want that oversight. Mm. You want. I'm not saying that government... I'm not a big government person. And I'm not a small government person. I'm a human. I like what I like, and I'm going to tell you what I like. Mm. But I'm saying government oversight in that industry, the gambling industry, yeah. the sex worker industry, are all good things. I want government oversight in those industries, because if not, people get hurt. There's no rules. Yeah, I mean... There's no regulation. You... I want that. You need I don't to mind have, paying taxes on it. Yeah. When, when it's regulated, yeah. I know what the fuck I'm getting. Yeah. If you ever... Well, think about it. Think about how many people have done uh, drugs that they bought, you know, like you said, from some dude's basement or whatever. Yeah. That they end up dying from because it was laced with fentanyl or something. And you don't like, know that. They you don't, don't have to worry about that stuff if you're shopping at a store that is... Mm-hmm. Even when I see the, like, the, the pre-rolls of CBD at some of the smoke shops, I'm like... They're like, oh, it's locally made. But I'm like, yeah, but that's not really, that's not enough for me. You know, yeah. I know that it's probably legit, but at but the same me, time, I'm like, let me say what, this. what if it's not? Let me say this, and, and this is a scenario. Say you go to Target, mm-hmm. and and they have, in the pharmacy aisle, yeah. they have, just like, you know, like, like when you go to Wegmans, and they have the candy aisle with the jars, and they mm-hmm. you pick out, say they have that, and they have a pharmacist on, on staff to come and walk through with you, and they give you the different strands, and they tell you this is... What you think about how you trust that shit, right? Yeah. You like that. That's a good experience. Mm-hmm. That creates jobs. Am yeah. I wrong? No, it, it, no, not at all. Flop, it, tar, <laughs> tar, Target would have the b- absolute best selection. <laughs> yeah. of you should be sponsored by Target. If this man's in Target at least once a week. More some, than that. Sometimes I go to multiple Targets in a day. <laughs> My sister said that. I was like, I'm going to Ethan's house. She's like. I, oh. I saw them a few she's like, weeks ago. She was like, she's like, oh, I saw him at Target. The one in Webster, though. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he likes to travel to tar- I, I, different I was, Targets. I was turning the corner and I, I saw them and we all just kind of went. <laughs> you come here, too. Huh? <laughs> come here often, huh? Okay. It's a, right. it's, I, I feel uh, a little obsessive sometimes. Like, I should go to a meeting. And tell you, hey, my name's Ethan. Hey, Ethan. And then say, uh, I, I, uh, I'm a Target addict. Yeah, I got a problem. I got a problem. I, I go to Target too much. You know what I'm like with that now? 
This Hagen dazs strawberry ice cream. Can't get enough of it. I went to two different grocery stores today to find it. I couldn't <laughs> find it. I sold it for uh, Briars, which is pretty good. What, what what the difference is with me when it comes to like I don't eat a lot of sweets. You know that I don't eat a lot of sweets. I kind of like like if I'm gonna eat dinner and then like you want dessert, I'm like why would I want dessert if I'm gonna eat more? I'd rather have more in my meal. Like why would I? That's just yeah. that's my mindset. It's just how I am. I'm like if I'm still hungry, why would I eat sweets? I want fucking whatever. But anyway, so when I find something I like, I really like it. Like. So I found this Hagen dazs strawberry ice cream because at um, my at work we have an ice cream like you know like like you know when you go like to like the gas station like bodega and they have like the ice cream case yeah, yeah. we have one of those you have one of those that at your a work. guy comes and refills every week that's nice and he always refills it with Hagen dazs lollipops and all, not lollipops but you like, have to pay for them or is no. it just like a courtesy no you just wow. kind of walk up and uh, I'm gonna take five back to my desk is that cool. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, so anyway, haagen I've gotten hooked on the haagen strawberry ice cream. And what I like about them is the same reason why I like the Chick-fil-A peach milkshakes. You get little chunks of strawberry in the ice cream mm-hmm. that when you get it and you bite into it, you get a chunk of strawberry. Yeah. It's, and it's like ice cold, refreshing. Mm, yeah. It's good, bro. Especially in the summertime, we have like a little rooftop work area. Yeah. I kill that. I don't know. I'm, I'm into the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, they have chunks I mean, of stuff in it I, though too, right? Oh, ben and Jerry's, dude, they have so many different. Yeah, they were one of the first companies that like left. Like if they say they have chocolate chunk. There's chunks of chocolate in their thing, right? Am oh I, yeah, if, if if it says that there's like a, a clump of something in the ice cream, there's a clump of something. Yeah, in the yeah, ice yeah cream. I love it's that. A, it's a I love amazing. that. It's so to me, it's authentic, and it's like I love. I want to t- like. I got Halo Top, and this is no shade to Halo Top. Halo Top is shit. I got but I fucking right got Strawberry Halo Top thinking it'd be the same because I couldn't find the Hagen Dazs Strawberry. Cool. And it was like, where's the strawberry? Yeah. There's no strawberry in here. It's flavored. It's flavored, but there's no actual strawberry. I got the, You could tell they didn't use anything. I got the, the peanut butter and jelly Halo Top in my freezer right now, and I thought that it would be good. I thought that it would be maybe just like some sort of like sweet cream ice cream with... Yeah. Um, Casey bought it. I didn't. I didn't read the the carton at the store, but I sent her like a picture of it. I was like, "When you're out, see if this is there." Yeah. And uh, it's strawberry, which I don't. I don't like strawberry jelly. Mm-hmm. I like. I, that's the only jelly I do like. And strawberry. it says that there's like peanut butter, like peanut butter in the strawberry jelly, but I don't know what flavor oh, the ice cream is. Is it that one where it's mixed? You know how like in the elementary school you had that. Mm-mm, not at all. No. It, it just looks like straight up. Like a, a carton of ice cream, and it's like very. I know what you're talking about. Like kind of tannish. Is it Valenti? Not Valenti. What no, it's, it? it's Halo Top. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a Halo Top, and it hmm. tastes like bread. It tastes like bread with like a hint of strawberry jelly Ew. in it, and it's like I took one bite of it the other day. And I was like, this is no good. Like, if I wanted to eat it, I think I would have to take some actual peanut butter and put it in the ice yeah, cream. Yeah, I threw it. my Halo Top out. I, I, um. We fell asleep. Like, well, she fell asleep one night, um, and I was like hankering for like a midnight snack. Mm-hmm. So I went downstairs and grabbed Halo Top. I was hyped. I was like, "I'm gonna need this Halo Top. It's gonna be good." Because I, I had a roommate who loved Halo Top. Nick, you know, you know Nick. Yeah. He loved Halo Top. So I was like, "I'm gonna get this Halo Top. It's gonna be good." Man, I took a couple scoops of that and was like, "Trash." I don't. I've had it. a few of them that are good. Like the ones like. Uh... I think there's like a peanut butter swirl. It was just like chocolate ice cream. And See, I'm, I don't eat stuff like, like that. Stuff like that know. is good. I don't even know what that tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I prefer the uh, like the Ben and Jerry's. They got this one. I don't know what the exact name is, but they have um, 
they have cheesecake truffles inside the ice cream and it's got like one hmm. of those cheesecake cores. It's so good, dude. I've like, become a, like, a slow fan of cheesecake. I'm slowly building up. My dad's always loved cheesecake and I'm slowly getting there. I I had some cheesecake a couple weeks ago and I was like, hmm. Yeah. Bad. Well, there's you can do anything with a cheesecake. Have you you've been to Cheesecake Factory, right? Have you seen their menu? Have you seen yeah, the menu of, course, of cheesecake yeah. that they have? It's bigger than their who hasn't food been to menu. Cheesecake Factory. I want to see a list of people who haven't been to Cheesecake Factory. It's probably like twenty five people. Yeah. All eight of them. Yeah. Um, some of that stuff is good though, but I don't like how like you go to um, Wegmans and stuff. And some mm-hmm. of their stuff is like really like you eat it and it's just like it's so sweet and it's never. gritty and like grainy. After moving, I don't know. I moved to Pittsburgh. Yeah. People listening. After moving to place to a place where there's no Wegmans, I will never shade Wegmans in any way ever mm. again. You've been shopping at Whole Foods though, haven't you? So- it's dope. Sometimes. It's cool. So the thing about where I'm at right now, right? Pittsburgh, mm. right? We have Giant Eagle, right? Which is the the local uh, grocery store. It's like how Publix is to the south in Florida, Georgia, Florida. Mm. It's how Wegmans is to the northeast, right? Giant Eagle is a local Pennsylvania grocery store. I have one from where we're sitting to that tree. Okay. I live that far from the grocery store. Sweet. I would drive 20 minutes to go somewhere else. Really? Yes. The selection's that bad? Is it a small store or is it... No, it's a full-size grocery store. I would drive 20 minutes to go to Aldi's or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. Wow. Yeah. I would go to Trader Joe's. And I'll tell you one thing. That specific Giant Eagle... I don't really care for Giant Eagle in general, but that specific one is a large bodega is what it is. Okay. It's a large corner store. Mm. That's the only way I could describe it. Gotcha. And Jayla described it the same way when she came to visit. Okay. It's a large bodega. Huh. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, I like... Um, I'll, been... I'll go there if I need, like, eggs quick or if I need some cheese yeah. or ketchup. Yeah, just like that kind of, like... It doesn't matter real, where you real get Real quick, it. like, oh, we're having a barbecue, we yeah. gotta grab something. Yeah, I'll go yeah. there. But anything else, if I'm cooking a meal or if I'm, like, hankering for some shit, ah. Yeah, you gotta make the extra... Trader, Trader Joe's has good food. Some of it's a little pricey, but like a lot of the stuff that you wouldn't really find anywhere else, they have... It, the pricing's pretty... The only, the only thing I don't like about Trader Joe's, and that's same my same thing with Aldi's, they don't have like name brand anything. Like sometimes you just want some fucking burritos, bro. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just want like Cheez-Its, you yeah. know? And they don't have any of it. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's where I get stuck on that is like I don't like the fact that I have to go here for that and also go here for that. Like if they threw a BJ's in the middle of Pittsburgh... I'd be good. Yeah. I got a BJ's car. I'd be straight. I get everything I need. I'd be you fine. shop there once and you're good for a few months. Yeah, I'd be good. But yeah. right now I'm kind of picking and choosing. I'm trying. So I. It's only been like three weeks since I've moved. So yeah. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm gonna go. But I'm really feeling like it's gonna be like a Trader Joe's Whole Foods combo of the two. Actually, I'll be honest with you. It's gonna be a Trader Joe's Target. Okay. Because the Target there, it's like a super. Target. You'll Ooh. see when you come visit. Yeah, I'm gonna. Have to, I might swing in there before I even come to see you. <laughs> it's a super. You. I wanna. I can't wait to show you around Pittsburgh. It's a great city. Um, it, there's different sections of it where you get different vibes and different people, but it's all yeah. good. Good shit. We we walked around a little bit um, when we went out there. Yeah, but I got Wait, you. I, I, yeah, we I got you. We didn't see shit. I got you. Probably it's, walked by a bunch of stuff that's cool. That I was taught there. the inside track of Pittsburgh from. My cousin, who's lived there pretty much his whole adult life, so I know a little bit of where to go 
if you're a native Pittsburgher type yeah. deal. Even though I've only been there for four weeks now, but I, I've visited a bunch and he's yeah. shown me a bunch of stuff. So I'll give you the good the good yens. <laughs> the good yens or tour. Yeah, I'm excited to go back. I just that's where we got engaged, um, and I didn't really you know we saw. I walk by. I walk past Butcher and Rye almost every day now. Really? For work. <laughs> I, I love that place, too. Yeah. I, I want to go you, there. This is funny. You went to Butcher and the Rye. I have a mm. friend who um, is a hostess there. Yeah. You, didn't you say you knew a bartender there? I know too? two bartenders and a hostess. Yeah. All it's, amazing people. Taco Next Door is a great bar. If you're ever in the Pittsburgh area, people, please go to Taco. It's it's super popular. Right? I, don't need to, I don't need to promote it, but it's an amazing bar. We'll go there when you come visit. Butcher and the Rye was a very... I, I want to say that it was like kind of hipstery in the way that it was structured. They have like the... Didn't, don't That's they all have like Pittsburgh, the, the librarian ladder that slides along the bar? Yeah. <laughs> it's going all the way up to the ceiling. Yeah, because the, they have every whiskey you've ever heard of yeah. there. Well, the, the <laughs> table that we sat at, um, it had a, a hand... I don't know if it was painted or drawn or whatever, but it had... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's character from uh, Gangs of New York. Mm-hmm. was I, I think it was a painting. It was painted on our table and it was like coated... Mm-hmm with um like a glass overlay yeah and have yeah, you just seen that and like they when they served us casey's um meal was on like a stone slab mm-hmm. i was like this place is the shit yeah that's where i met tony romo was that butcher in the rye mm-hmm. at the bar i yeah. wouldn't be excited to meet tony romo <laughs> he's a good dude he's funny i'm sure he's a great guy but he's super humble too yeah, of course. he'll I take mean, pictures and talk to anyone pretty much does he have he any reason to not, does he have any reason to not be humble wow <laughs> You're only saying that because Drew Brees is your quarterback. <coughs> yeah, Drew Brees is humble though, and he's he's greatness. He's living. He's a living legend. I can't deny. I hate though when I, I, I listen deny. to ESPN radio I'm a every day. Fan. I can't. I gotta stop saying that. Yeah, I'm off that narcotic. I, I, I listen to ESPN radio every day on the way into work, and whenever they have a conversation about quarterbacks, like I heard someone the other day that say that Dak Prescott's up on like the list of greats. Or he's gonna be on the list of greats. And whenever they mention the greats, they're already mentioning Mahomes. I mean, he's he's amazing. Okay, show some respect. You Patty. Been, he hasn't been around that long. It, when you some put respect to a fellow Patrick. Mahomes on the same list as Tom Brady. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting a bunch of money for some reason. He hasn't done shit. He hasn't done anything. I'm not convinced on Jimmy um, G yet. But they never mentioned Drew Brees. I'm like every time the guys. No, a- I don't know, bro. They've been giving a lot of respect to him lately, especially when he's later in his career and he's still dominating. Yeah, like even every, me, every time he steps on the field, he's like breaking records. I was a Falcons fan for years from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Just was like fuck Drew Brees, fuck the Saints. Yeah, didn't fuck with him. Now that I'm like off, the, first of all, I'm off the Falcons narcotic. Mm-hmm. They always seem to get me every year. I get looped into this Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and lead me to a chip. Yeah. I get looped in. How do you think I feel? And then, but I respect Drew Brees <laughs> so much. And I, I loved, I, it's weird, I love that Saints, I love Michael Thomas, I love mm. Alvin Kamara, like I love Drew Brees, I would like the, to be a Saints fan, but I'm not going to do it. The bobble though, when we were playing the Vikings, I think that was what, the NFC Championship, or it would have sent us to the NFC Championship. Oh, when Stefan Diggs? Yeah. That, <laughs> that, and then the year after, we think that we're going <laughs> to go to the penalty, Super Bowl. Or the, non, the, the non-call. The absolute worst call that's ever been made in the history of the NFL, I think, was made against the Saints. And I just, we, when that happened, I was like, all right, maybe we'll win the game. And then there's that whole argument of, well, you could have still won the game. But think and, about but, this. My team you know, that I was rooting for wasn't even in the playoffs. Yeah. But <laughs> Y'all were like on the I would couch. rather not make it into the playoffs. I would be happier not making it to the playoffs 
than getting into the playoffs for years in a row and somehow getting fucked. In, I can't say the, One of the strangest, most unpredictable ways. I yeah. mean, what, what, what's it going to be this year? Like, what is it going to be that fucks us over this year? Is someone going to have... Drew Brees gets a hernia halfway yeah, through this yeah, someone, season. Right. <laughs> you're, you're really upset about this. No, I just... Think about me as a Lakers fan. Yeah. All I've known is winning. Yeah, but... I went from the Kobe and Shaq era to Kobe and Powell... And then to shit since then. Yeah. But when, now I got here's the thing, though, is when it was shit, you were used to it being shit. So when it's like, eh, they're not going to go to the playoffs this year, you already know that midseason. So you're like, eh. What, the Lakers? No, just if you're oh, a fan of a team oh. that you know midseason, they're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. You're like, it's fine. Yeah. But when you get into the playoffs and you're dominating the entire season, <laughs> like you lose maybe three, four games in the NFL or maybe – 20 or 30 in the, in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you just get decimated in the playoffs. <laughs> completely unprecedented. It the just, Toronto Raptors the past like three years except for last year. Yeah. When they faced LeBron every year. They had the best record in the East every year. And then yep. LeBron would come in and just be like, yeah, that's all bullshit. Yeah. I'm here for the taking. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. It's, He's it, on my team now. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, I'm on LeBron's team. Yeah, I'm you're not, one of those. I don't pledge to a basketball team. I hate that I, about uh, you. It's my one thing about you I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, uh, a free agent consistently with basketball. I'm on a four-year contract with the Lakers right now. And uh, whenever LeBron leaves, we'll, we'll see where we go next. Yeah, we're, we're happy to have you. What what cap will I get on uh, Fanatics next? We're happy to, We're happy to have you. On the team, um, glad to be there. Weather's beautiful. Yeah, I I remember I was writing for the Lakers uh, blog for a long time, not a long time. I'm fucking bullshitting. It was like a year, <laughs> a year and a half. A, a year's a long time. A year, a year and a half. We're so young. Writing. I was writing like a couple, like two, three articles a week, so it felt like a long time. So I was doing a lot, um, yeah. and I was doing it in the dark ages when like. Like, my last article was, like, when Lonzo got drafted. Yeah. Like, I was doing shit. I was I was writing about fucking, um, I was writing about, like, D'Angelo Russell's rookie year and, De- like, Julius Randle getting hurt and shit. Like, <laughs> I, I, that's, those are the Lakers teams I was writing about. Yeah. And now I'm like, damn, I wish I was still writing for them. Yeah, you could forward all those articles to the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when you talk about writing, it makes me think, because I, I redid the blog and I haven't written anything in a while. And Yeah, I, I feel bad. I should have wrote I, more for that. Well, I, I write so much on my own, personally, yeah. mm-hmm. just for me, like my mental health I write, so that when when it came down to like writing for the blog, I was like, fuck, I, I don't want to put that stuff out. That yeah. stuff is super personal. But Oh, I don't blame um, you. I've talked to you already about starting my own writing blog, but I'd rather if you're if you're going to reopen the website back up to mm-hmm. contributors, yeah. I'd rather do that on well, your site. The, the website's open, but my thing is... is Well, the I, website's live, had, of course, but... I had... Uh, I, I can't remember how many people. I had a number of people that were writing. Um, and then I had a number of people that I linked on there so people could see their stuff because mm-hmm. I liked just what they were doing in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of felt like it was a, a strange concept. So I was like, you know what? I, I really need to kind of do my own thing, make my own blog. But now it's like, I, I have so much that I read about and so much that I look into that it's like, what do I actually want to write about? Like I want to write about a lot of stuff, but considering that it's like how time consuming would it be and how much time would it take away from other things? I could know? give you a concept <laughs> off pod but I'll give you a quick synopsis. Okay. Now. Okay. 
the idea that I kind of had for my own thing, which I'm not super protective over it, so I don't mind giving it out to whoever, or even you especially, I had a concept of when the internet first started, mm-hmm. the people that really shot it out of the water were the bloggers. People who didn't have a certain subject yeah. or thing. They were just like blogging about life and just stuff that happened on a daily basis, things that intrigued their minds. Mm. I say because we're so sectioned off and categorized yeah. when it comes to media these days, mm. wouldn't it be refreshing to have someone who kicks it old school and just blogs about whatever the hell is on their mind? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about doing. But I, I don't like to... So if it's like any sort of like self-development thing, like I can write whatever you know yeah. and it could be just well i'm just off. saying about anything bro sports no i know whatever. but if it was going to be a, about uncategorized anything unfiltered. that i wanted to you know i, I don't want to write about something that's like foreign to me unless i'm able to do the research and have links and a bunch of stuff yeah. to back it up so it's like people can look into other ways to learn more about whatever it is that i'm writing about because if i wanted to really make a point with an article yeah i, I can't do it in like one page well i'll give you, you i'll give you i'll give you a suggestion and I've thought about this too. When things throughout the day pique your interest, people send you shit. I send you shit all throughout the day. Yeah. <laughs> like when I talked s- about a lot of the stuff that you sent me um, yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. I gotta listen to that. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, when shit piques your interest throughout the day, people send you stuff, r- write a quick thing. As Even if you got like two minutes, just write something quick on your phone. Yeah. It's there. You know it's there. Come back to it later. Revisit it. Revisit the thought. Let the thought marinate inside of you Mm. find articles that back up whatever you're saying or not back up but just provide facts to whatever your thoughts are whatever anything Mm. and then link those to the thing and make it that simple people can figure out themselves because i think what technology and media has done these days has made it way too easy for us to absorb information so i think making it a little bit more do it yourself for the consumer and the audience is almost better. My my concern isn't like I don't want to say it this way, but my concern isn't like appealing to people yeah. as much as it is getting things out there and people naturally come to whatever I'm writing based on like interest that they have. And I can see like what happens on the website so I'll know what people are looking at. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be able to kind of fluctuate what I do based off of that. Yeah. And then it'll just go from there. I agree. I just always think that there's um, zig when there's zagging element mm-hmm. that you always have to be conscious of when you see everything going one way zag a little bit to the, to the other side and see yeah. and see if that appeals to an audience that's not being tapped into you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah. the untapped audience is the gold mine mm-hmm. these days you know what I yeah. mean because there's so many audiences to tap into and yeah. then we're all sectioned off there's MSNBC there's NBC there's CNN there's Fox News there's Fox News Plus there's all there's there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. So when you can find... I was... I probably said this on this podcast before, but niches are riches. When you can find that little space right yeah. there where you can differentiate yourself from yeah. everyone else and there's a pocket of people that are... It's not about... Because I'd rather have a thousand people who are super hyper-focused and interested in what I'm talking about than having... A hundred thousand that are kind of like fly by day, listen to five minutes and then press pause and not, never listen again. I'd rather have people who are loyal. I'd rather have a thousand loyal people 
Because to me, that thousand loyal people will then recommend it to the new person who's coming into that, that, that kind of group. Yeah. And you have to listen to this. If you're going to be a part of this, you got to listen to this. He's a yeah. subject matter expert on this. Mm. You know what I mean? You have, that's the kind of audience I would want. Well, I, Do you know what I mean? That's why guys like Mark Manson are so popular. The yeah. guy that wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck mm-hmm. and uh, his second book, Everything is Fucked. Because he writes in a popular genre of self-help, but the way that he writes and the way that he talks about things and breaks things down is so different than how everyone else does it where it's like you need to you know, grind up quartz and obsidian and snort it and get your chakras in line and do yoga and drink kombucha and all that shit. And he's like, realize your fucking problems, realize that everything sucks and that change is difficult and you need to overcome. He's tapping into a mindset that own, that not, not that it's small number of people, yeah. but it's a certain type of people that don't get talked to every day because all, all the self-help stuff is positivity and positive reinforcement and wake up and look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you're handsome and pretty and tell yeah, yourself it's that all, you're, it's you're all confident. Weak. He's saying, ah, there's, a, there's a section of people out there that, don't, that can't do that mentally. Yeah. They literally can't look in a mirror and say that. So I'm going to tell them to be real, yeah. look at what's real, and take what you got and make the best of it. Well, the thing about positive reinforcement is that if you... Are, don't believe this are, shit. If you're doing something, like if you're standing in the mirror every day and like saying that you look good, if you're someone that's of a weak mindset, saying that is just, you're not going to believe yourself when you say it. So it really It'll doesn't It'll almost no make it worse. Because you look in the mirror, you'll say that and you'll be like, I'm lying mm-hmm. to myself. You, you'll you, say it out loud, but in your head, you're like, yeah. I'm lying. You have to be I very that. cause and effect about it where if you, I don't know, if you think that you need to eat better. You have to do nothing but eat better. You yeah. need to clean out your fridge and your cupboards and you need to go to the store and buy food that's going to be good for you, that's going to help you achieve whatever goal it is that you want. Yeah. You can't do things like, oh, you know, I, this makes me think of uh, that scene from a Family Guy episode where the lady walks into the bakery after Peter and Lois, they open a bakery and they got the samples there. And she goes up to the samples and she takes one. She goes, I'm so bad. <laughs> Then she takes another one. She's like, I'll just have one more. I'm I'm so bad. Like, people got to get out of the mindset of, oh, I'm so bad. Like, you know, I slipped up. Like, you have to understand that it's very human to slip up. And then everything else is just natural. Like, you know, maybe you ate well for the whole week. You you can have a dessert. You can have a shitty meal. You can go out and eat, like, a a personal pizza at your favorite fancy restaurant. Like, people get into a mindset of... Like everything's got to be in abundance, yeah. you know, you have to do everything right. And if you slip up at all, you know, it, it's worth nothing. Like yeah. everything that I'm doing doesn't matter. So I might as well just go back to my old ways. Yeah. And so that, that mindset of, you know, positive reinforcement is just not going to work for a lot of people. I think expectations are a big thing in human existence in general. Uh, I was talking to someone super close to me about, you know, she has long-term goals, mm-hmm. right? But she's not, um, I'm trying to find the right word. She doesn't always feel like she can connect to those long-term goals the best way on a day-to-day basis. What I told her is, don't hold yourself accountable to those long-term goals. Let those sit there, Mm -hmm. right? Let those sit there. Say you have dreams of, not dreams, but you have a goal Mm -hmm. of um, going to law school, right? 
That's a that's a daunting task. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you want to go to Ivy League. Yeah. Let that sit there, right? But in the meantime, you say, short term, I need to figure out the top Ivy League law schools in the places that I want to live. Mm-hmm. Check that off. Yeah. I need to figure out the application requirements for those ones that I just found. Mm-hmm. Check that off. I need to pass the LSAT and yeah. take LSAT classes or whatever you need to do to prep for that test. Mm-hmm. Check that off. I need to pass the LSAT. Pass the LSAT. Check that off. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, through your short-term goals that you've been setting, you've quietly and slowly and methodically made your way to that long-term goal. Yeah. 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 It's what the you know whole what I thing mean? is. When, health is the same way. When you, yeah. you talked about people who want to lose weight and I feel like, oh, I'm so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat bread for this week. Yeah. I'm not going to eat bread the rest of the month. Careful with your hands on the table. You, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to... There's short-term things that can lead you to the long-term yeah. without ever, ever thinking about the long-term. Focus mm-hmm. on the short-term. Yeah. Well, it, the you just look at all this stuff, like the, the things that claim that they'll help you lose weight if you do their program or whatever. Yeah. And people have, like, some sort of expectation that they're going to lose 20 pounds in the next two months. And when it, they see that it's like the end of week one and they only lost like half a pound or a pound, mm-hmm. they're discouraged because they don't think that it's enough. Like they think that based on the timeline that's been put in place by some other expectation, you know, Marketing. F- fuck these other people's <laughs> biological structure and how their body yeah. operates under a certain diet or certain type of exercise. Like I go to the gym and I drip. Like my body's soaked. I sit in the sauna Casey and I will go in the sauna for the same amount of time. I go in there with her. I'll get out and I'm soaked. She yeah. gets out and like maybe some of her hair sweat. will be wet. I, I, I don't get it. I, <laughs> like so, I, everyone's body is different. Everyone's yeah. body acts different under certain things and you need to find out what works best for you. Yeah. But when you talk about all that, you're talking about your goals and you, people have a final goal and that's it. They don't break down all the stuff that needs to go into it to Mm -hmm. achieve that final goal. And that's where the discouraging part comes through because something will happen and you don't think that it's progress because you have no idea what's supposed to come next. Exactly. You know, I've, I've talked about this with a lot of people in my life when I realized this recently and I, it's come to the realization to me and you know, this is me being 23 and you know, people who are older listening to this probably already understand this, but we all have A to Z, right? Yeah. We all know where we started at A, mm-hmm. and we all have these Z goals and expectations. But what comes in between is, number one, super unpredictable, out of our control. Mm-hmm. It's number two, up to us. There's a lot of things in our control that we can control. Mm-hmm. Number three, it's all learning mm-hmm. for that Z. Because really, the Z is never the ending. Yeah. So A to Z... Know your A to Z. Cool, fine, mm-hmm. right? Have that just you know written down somewhere in the back of your head. I have my Z. I know the end of what I would like to yeah. be achieved at. Mm-hmm. But everything in between, take it as it comes. Yeah, seriously. As as unsh- I'm a person who likes to plan. Yeah. I like to have expectations of things that I'm doing. You know, I'm I can be spontaneous moments, mm-hmm. but in general, I like to kind of know what the hell's going on. Yeah. So for me, it's one of those things where I take opportunities as they come. I take information as it comes. I, yeah. I leverage things to the next thing. And I, I do my best to really carve out the best life for me possible. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of shit in this world. 
as you go throughout life that's not in your control mm-hmm. from A to Z. Yeah. So you kind of have to just make the best of it. Have you ever heard of uh, this? It's like a, it's popular in marketing, but it's like a management tool and like an organizational tool. It's called Scrum. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if, I might understand it incorrectly because I'm not a scrum master as the internet. Well, tell calls, me what you think it is. But I'll, I'll try to figure it basically, out. Basically, from what I understand in the most basic form, it's like three different levels. And the, the last, you, you, you make the last level first. So say, I don't know, say your goal in the next six months was to get 500 followers on like your, inst- like a, a company's page that you're uh, doing Instagram marketing mm-hmm. for. Then you would make a smaller goal as to, you know, your main goal is six months away. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we can accomplish in three months. Mm -hmm. And then your, your smallest chunk, your actual, your first section or your first, you know, third of what you're working on, that'll be like your starting point, like Mm -hmm. your your building block that you're going to start with and you're going to work off of to get to that three month mark, which will then get you to the sixth month mark or the six month mark. Yeah. Yeah. I, so what that is, and those are all, so Scrum is definitely the word that we use, yeah. but they're more, um, those are metrics, you know what I mean, they're, mm-hmm. um, so I'll give, I'll give you an example, so, okay, I'll, before I give you an example, I'll give you what Google says Scrum in regards to marketing is, mm-hmm. Scrum for marketing refers to the fact that a Scrum is added as a layer of structure to a traditional agile marketing principles. Mm. This allows marketing teams to embrace an agile project management framework using scrum techniques including daily huddles, mm. meetings, yeah. sprint intervals, which is like, let's see how it goes for a week and then we can change it. We can change how we optimize it based on week to week. You can tweak all the factors that are... And quarterly roadmaps. Mm. So that all is pretty accurate to what I was thinking, what, what, what I've done in the past. Yeah. Um, so now, for example, as a social media strategist, um, what what we tend to do is um, clients will meet with them on a quarterly basis, mm-hmm. and we'll go through everything, all the numbers with them, what we're doing as far as search, SEO, what we're doing as far as social, what we're doing as far as the website, email, all that. They'll come back with recommendations to us, what they kind of feel, what their goals and metrics are for success. And then we'll take that and we'll kind of just say, hey, all right, they said X, Y, and Z. We'll do, we'll do A, B, and C to combat that for a week. Our initial thoughts for a week, what we think is going to work best. We'll see how it works. And we get results back in real time as far as Facebook ad manager, mm-hmm. Sprout Social, stuff like that. And from there, we figure out, okay, we were only getting a CPR, or I'm sorry, <laughs> a CTR, click-through mm-hmm. rate for this amount blah 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 and we keep going so it, it's all and we meet weekly on that we meet daily on that we yeah. track it daily so that's all a part of the scrum when they're talking about the daily meetings the um, the client stuff it's, it's all a part of that so scrum is something that I think can ha- help on a personal level as well yeah. I mean, you have can... metrics for yourself have levels and gauges of success for yourself. Yeah, it could be tweaked for anything. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I I I, I was thinking it's a good about project using management it. System. I used it slightly for some stuff, but it was more it was more like a tangible thing rather than like a metric tool. Yeah, I would use it as a metric tool. I would use it as a, a KPI. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's it's a good way to do it, and it's something that we did at my last agency. We didn't call it Scrum. 
we had project managers who did it kind of not for us, but we were we collaborated with them to do it. They're amazing people there, um, amazing project man managers at my last agency here, um, and um, it was just very good. It was very trackable. Everything was trackable. Success was trackable. Doing the same thing at my agency now, but just a little different. Everything's trackable. Mm-hmm. We really go back off of impressions and um, for emails, open rate. How many people open the fucking yeah. email? You know what I mean. Um, but yeah, Scrum is a good Scrum is a good tool to use for sure. All right, let's try to hit an hour on this thing and then wrap up. We got to get uh, to watching some UFC fights I'm shortly. Excited, boy! I'm very excited. Nate Diaz, Stockton's own versus Anthony Showtime Pettis. I actually got to cheer for Diaz. I don't. Oh know. yeah, of course. I, I don't like him. He's a thug. With the whole dude. with the whole Connor thing, but I, I got to cheer for Diaz just because I like him as a fighter. Oh, he's respect just, him as a fighter. He's just he's like he's he said it best. He's the ass whipper. Like yeah. he does. He's he's the guy. Yeah. You know he's gonna come in the ring. He's gonna whip some ass. Like at the end of the day, whether he wins or loses, he's whipped ass when he's in the ring every single time. I love Nate Diaz. I, I like Anthony Pettis too, but Nate Diaz is that dude. I think Anthony Pettis might win. If like, I think Vegas has Anthony Pettis um, winning the fight right now. Okay. Um, but I definitely want Nate Diaz to get in that bitch and just okay. tee off. And then we got DC versus Stipe. Yeah, DC versus Stipe is gonna be crazy. I'm not crazy, but it's gonna be a good fight because last time it was a, it was a good fight and Stipe was honestly winning mm. most of that fight and then DC landed a great shot, a very technical shot. People think it, they call it lucky. Stipe's been calling him a lottery winner mm. ever since the rematch was booked, but it was a good technical. They were in the they were in close and DC mm. went for the elbow, close elbow, and caught him. And Stipe yeah. went down and that was it. That was all she wrote mm-hmm. so we'll see if Stipe comes in this time and wants to keep more distance he does have the height advantage yeah. it's just that heavyweights typically aren't that fast so when it comes to like keeping the distance it's kind of hard to do that with someone like DC who's just a ball and he will just come and rumble tumble you get you to the ground and Olympic wrestler he'll try to make you tap so yeah. it's going to be a good fight and you got Yolo Romero also fighting tonight mm-hmm. um, that's going to be a good fight Soldier of Christ <laughs> I love this. <laughs> He's fighting a former power lifter who's now turned MMA fighter. Mm. That's going to be super interesting to see. Um, I'm excited for the fights in general. Um, there's someone else, too, that I can't think of right now. Um, I will bring it up on my phone real quick just to, because because I'm super excited about UFC tonight. And I want people to watch. It's a- so the main card, we got Yo Romero versus... Versus Daniel Acosta, mm-hmm. you have um, Derek Brunson's making his return to the octagon. Former welterweight champion, he's making his return. Um, and then on the prelims, you have um, Sandhagen, who's an up and coming UFC fighter. I think he's like eleven and one right now. Mm-hmm. Great mixed martial artist, kind of like um, Anthony Pettis in this right. Amazing with kicks. Um, and then you also have. Um, not Anthony Smith. Who's that? You got a bunch of good fights tonight. In general. It's going to be a good night. UFC 241. I'm excited to watch. I'm getting the garbage plate. I'm back in, back in the city for the weekend. So. Mm. I've never, I, I still have never had a garbage plate. You're from here, too. I know I'm That's from weird. here. I don't know. I just think that they, <laughs> they look gross. <laughs> I'm someone who's very... Like, when I cook... Yeah. I'm very picky about making sure that whoever I'm serving, like, it's presented well. Yeah. And I think that there's no... 
Like, there's no food-pouring quality of a garbage plate. Hmm. I mean, like a breakfast garbage plate, I understand. Mm-hmm. And I've had those, and they're good. They're pretty good. But just the whole... I would say the closest thing I ever had to a garbage plate was Rohrbox. They have... I think it's called, like, a Swilberg plate. And it's <laughs> sourdough um, that's covered in uh, barbecued pulled pork mm-hmm. over... I've had that one. Over like French fries, like those beer battered French fries and um, like a mag salad. And I think there's something else on the plate too. It's like the closest thing I've had to a garbage plate. I just don't like how they smell. Like I I eat everything that a garbage plate is composed of. I just don't want it all in one carton where all like the different juices and shit are just all mixed together. It's like, to me, it's like pouring milk and orange juice in the same glass. Interesting. You know? And then the whole, what was it, the, the trash cans that they have at, the, at Frontier Field. Like, when that came out, I was like, respect, great marketing and everything, but it just looks gross. Like, it's a plastic cup, and like I said, all those fucking juices just mesh in with each other, and it's gross. All that being said. No one's going to listen to this fucking show now locally. Now that I'll, be eating, I'll be eating. I'll be eating that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I love that shit. That shit is mad good. Um, and yeah, I made some queso, though. I mean... Me and Jalen made queso. Yeah. Pretty good. I'm just um, excited to hang out with everyone again tonight. It's nice when we can uh, all get together and just fellowship. chill. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of fellowship, I talked about this yesterday too, and I think I spoke with you about it over the phone. Have you seen that show on uh, Netflix called The Family? Oh, yes. You Did you start watching it? Yeah, I'm on what episode you, two. What three, do you think? Um, it's just, it's, uh, I'm intrigued. At the most, I'm intrigued. Mm. It's um, it got to the point, probably like the end of the third episode, where I was like, okay, I get it. You're at the end of the third episode. Yeah. So, I, what happens in the third episode? Because I've only seen the first two. Not much happened. Really? Yeah. It, I don't want to spoil it, but it, yeah, I mean, you're not really spoiling. It just you get a lot more information that mm-hmm. doesn't sound like information it sounds like a lot of uh like, strings being attached that they don't really make loose loose strings like very because i was taking notes when weak, i watched weak connections i was taking notes when i watched the first two episodes like i i brought a notebook down so i could try to write um and then i brought my journal down and i started writing like i was watching it and i, I was i was actively watching it i wasn't yeah. primarily writing i was actively watching yeah. it and then I pulled my journal out when I can't remember what it was um, that like really fucking threw me off when I was watching that first episode. And so I pulled my journal out and started taking notes. So I think as I go further into the mini series, it's only five episodes, right? Yeah. I think that I'll try to look at all the notes that I've taken and see if stuff makes more sense to me. Because stuff like that, like the, the smallest details can throw you off in trying to figure out the story. And there's a lot to it. Um, from what I've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah, I... Um, like I like I said at the start of the podcast, there's just so much media and so much news and information to consume that when I started to watch that, I and then the Jeffrey Epstein yeah. thing happened like around the same time that I was uh, starting to watch it. I, I trimmed just, all that off the front of the episode because the dog was making noise, but now that you bring it up, let's talk about all of it. Jeffrey Epstein? No, just all the, all the flooding of media and information. Oh, yeah, there's just a lot of flooding of... There's just so much content, mm-hmm. whether it's news, whether it's movies, whether it's TV shows, whether it's YouTube shows, whether it's vlogs, whether it's 
articles that I read on 538 or CNN or um, The Athletic or Bleacher Report or like it, the list can go on and on. It's all great content. Yeah. There's so much good content. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But it's just so much that I get at the end of the day just like, ooh, there's so much going on in the world. Yeah. Well, there's, <laughs> I, like, I don't know what the proper term is for it. There's something like, uh, it's like decision making fatigue. Yeah. Like you have so many, you make so many decisions and have so many thoughts throughout the day that it exhausts you. Yeah. And it can lead you into being stressed out and stuff. That's why I think that people that work really intense jobs where they interact with a lot of people throughout the day, they have a lot of tasks that they need to do. It's very easy that they they get stressed out or they mm-hmm. freak out about stuff or overreact because they're flooded with so much stimulus throughout the day. Yeah. Like even someone that's well adapted to something can yeah. only take so much before it's just overload. Yeah. We used to have this joke between me and um, our mutual friend Alexa. She'd be like, I'm overstimulated. I got I can't I need I need to go home. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> and I would laugh and I'd but I I'd laugh in like Agreement. Like sometimes you just you're overstimulated, whether it's socially, whether it's through work, whether it's yeah. anything. You just I'm overstimulated. I need to just separate myself for a little yeah. bit. So I listen to jazz if I feel like I've been kind of exposed to too much, or I need to unwind. Yeah. You know, if I'm cooking or whatever, I'll pour some wine and play some jazz on Spotify. Yeah. I did that in the car earlier just because I was thinking. Pour some of, wine. No, I didn't pour some wine. <laughs> 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 no, I, I turned on a uh, a jazz playlist when I was in the car just because. Like, the whole day just got completely derailed for me. Like, I yeah, had all these... because of the car. Because yeah. of the fucking car, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to tell Ali about that. But it, just the whole day was a complete fucking... He's gonna love that, ...mess for me. So I was like, eh, I'm gonna put some jazz on. I deserve it. I've earned this. <laughs> uh, what was I saying, though? Oh, yeah, you, with... Um, you mentioned uh, Jeffrey Epstein. What do you think about all that stuff? Because there was a report that came out... Uh, I think it was yesterday. It was either yesterday or earlier today. I think it was yesterday um, that the autopsy revealed that uh, the, the report that I read said that the damage that they found to his neck from the autopsy was from hanging. But at the end of the article, like, you know how a TV show will do that stuff and it'll make you think, oh, it's a cliffhanger. I need to watch the next episode. At the end of the article, it said... Um, that the autopsy also found that it could have been from strangulation. And then it just ended the article. And I was like, what the fuck? Where did you read this at? I can't remember where I read it from. (laughs) I don't know. All the reports I read from like CNN and stuff were saying that autopsy came back as they were agreed to be suicidal, Mm -hmm. which of course, you know, whatever. But I just think that when it comes to conspiracy theories um, in general... You have the Area 51, you have the JFK. Mm. This one, out of all of them, has the most facts. As far as this one has the most legs. Like, when it comes, if you're looking at percentages, if they had, like, a bar graph for conspiracy theories and facts versus just theories, Mm -hmm. this one has the highest level of fact. Mm. You know what I mean? This one has the most stuff that we know. We know he's connected to powerful... Not only billionaires and, and wealthy people, but political diplomats. The and, president. And the president in general. The Clintons. Just like foreign presidents. Who foreign, knows who else? You know what I mean? He just had... It, it, he ran in so many different circles and powerful circles yeah. that it's impossible for me to think that 
it, it's impossible for me to, to dismiss all conspiracy theories regarding this because there's too many facts. There's more facts on this one than any other. Like, the simple fact that he was the most popular and the most widely known prisoner on the planet at the time, mm-hmm. and he just commits suicide? Yeah. That alone leaves me with, like, what what the hell happened so, here? Here's an article from The Guardian, and it's, uh, it's headlined, Who are the rich and powerful people in Jeffrey Epstein's circle? Because... W- like you were saying, some of the people that he was associated with were so high profile. And he, you know he had information on all of these people. That the chance that some there was some sort of foul play. Foul play. Did you hear the thing that I was talking about with the, the woman that spent like a number of hours with him in the, the room where they would meet with their lawyers to oh, discuss yeah. like their trial and everything? Um, and she had no... She had no papers, no files, no briefcase, nothing. And they said that she was dressed like she was going out to like a Sunday brunch. They said that there was no way that this girl was a lawyer. Um, it's just weird shit like that. You know, there's all these facts and they say that, you know, the bones that were broken in his neck were indicative of uh, hanging. But then they say, or it could have been strangulation. But then you're like, well, how could he be strangled if people were keeping an eye on him? If he tried to kill himself, what, a week before? Yeah. Shit like that. But... So we got uh, Donald Trump right here, who it says uh, called Epstein a terrific guy and a lot of fun to be with. Uh, paid two visits to the President's Mar-a-Lago Club in Palm Beach, Florida in 97 and 2000. Uh, posing for photos with Trump on both occasions. Epstein's personal address book, Lead to No. 9, contained 14 numbers for Trump and members of his staff. Uh, Bill Clinton uh, praised Epstein for his intellect and charitable work in magazine interviews. Flight logs have revealed the former U.S. president took trips on Epstein's private plane. Uh, Clinton's denied any close relationship with Epstein, instead linking their contact to aid work in the developing world, which I think is bullshit. Let's be honest. I mean, why are you on his plane? We know we I mean, we're aware of what the things are that Bill has done in the past. Uh, Prince Andrew, the relationship dated back to the early 1990s. Pair reportedly seen partying together in St. Tropez in Thailand. Buckingham Palace has issued outright denials of all allegations against the Duke of York for any improper behavior. Um, Alan Dershowitz, Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, famous for defending celebrity clients such as O.J. Simpson. Um, identified as participating in Epstein's sex ring by at least two of the women engaged in a 2007 case against Epstein. Allegations... Is that, huh? is that Dershowitz? Yeah. Um, allegations he has dismissed as unequivocally and completely false. I feel like if you have to use more than one adjective to describe how innocent you are, that you might have done something. This is it, what I, it, I had a conversation with more someone about this too. recently. That you look at general population, right? There's weirdos all throughout the general population, right? Mm-hmm. When you get to higher levels of wealth and fame and celebrity, political status, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you all of a sudden become a perfect human. No, not at all. It, so, it, it amplifies the, the oddities that you have. You have access to more of what you really want. Yeah. You can dive into your dark side a little bit more because you have the wealth to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I believe that just as many people who are in a general population percentage-wise, are the same when it comes to the top 1%. Yeah. Those people need somewhere to hide. Mm-hmm. They need someone to cover it up. They need someone to help them financially, to move the money around. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein was one of those people. I don't think he's a 
the last of them. There's yeah. more people like him. Oh, in other for, countries and stuff. They're just not as popular. Yeah. He just happened to be an American mm-hmm. where everything is publicized heavily. Yeah. And there's, you don't go anywhere without cameras. But you don't think there's a Saudi Arabian prince who might like little girls? Yeah, definitely. And has a financial manager in Saudi Arabia that helps move the money around and does human trafficking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Happens. Yeah. It's sick and disgusting yeah. and shouldn't happen. Yeah. But it happens. And just like in... You've seen Taken, right? Yeah. It's... It's a movie, but still, it's... This thing happens. This shit happens, you know? The the girls get off the plane, and some dude's just waiting at the airport at the Starbucks by the exit, and he, you know, goes on his Bluetooth and says, you know, there's there's two girls, they look like tourists, they're getting off the plane right now. And I know that Epstein was apparently associated, everyone that they were associated with was incredibly underage, but I mean, this weird, crazy stuff that you never would think would happen, it happens all the time. It's happening right now. Yeah. You know, whenever there, there's stuff on the news, we'll see something locally, in case he'll say, you know, um, I, I think there was some, uh, one or two towns over um, a few weeks ago, someone found uh, a couple dead in their backyard. Um, and it's just, you know, we live so close to that. It's like, you know, you're like, what the hell? But at the same time, you're like, how many other places is that is something <laughs> similar normal. to that happening right now it's in the normal. city? Yeah. You know? So I just think as a general, general thing, we probably got to go soon. Yeah. But let's end on a positive note, though. Instead of I'm going to end on a positive note and say that the world is a scary place. It's not a positive note. No, let me finish. Let me finish my saying. The world's <laughs> a scary place. Life is scary. You know, but what you can do is wake up, control what you can control and be happy about everything you have and be yeah. appreciative because yeah. it's all, it's all on the spectrum. We all live on that spectrum. You may think that you don't have shit, but there's someone in worse circumstances than you. So be happy with what you have and be appreciative and try to work from where you are. That's all you can do. Yeah. Um, jumping ahead to next week, we're going to be out of town on a bachelor party. I have no idea where we're going, what we're doing, because <laughs> these guys aren't telling me anything. Hey, but hey. uh, since I don't Need really have no the opportunity to get you on the show that much anymore, since you're <laughs> oh so far away, kind of, yeah. um, do I have permission to bring the microphone next week so all four of us can of sit down? And course. I think that'd be cool. I, I've been and thinking not, about that I for a while. I have my mic, too, if you just want to bring your laptop and not travel with the mic. That's fine. I, I, got, the, I got the bag size for it. Word. Of course. That'll be fun. All, all four of us sitting down. Pod in an unknown unknown location next week. Unknown to me. You guys are. Gonna, I know. You guys are gonna black bag me and drag me somewhere. <laughs> you are gonna have to wear a blindfold for like a few hours. Why? A few hours? Yeah, we don't just see the road signs. You don't. I'm not. I, no, dude. I'll throw up all over the car. <laughs> I guess we we drove to uh, <laughs> we drove to Casey's parents the other day, and she drove. Because I had, like, no gas in my car. And just in that short drive alone, like, when I got out of the car, I had to, like, stand there for a minute and just, like, take a few breaths. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Be a good idea. I'll probably fall asleep, honestly. Hopefully. Honestly. I right, we don't... Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. We'll feed, well, you, we'll feed you, like, a muscle relaxer. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> It's totally fine with me. All right. Um, but we're going to sign off now. Uh, and we'll be back next week, I guess, with all four of us. Boom. That'll be fun. <laughs> Peace.